Welcome back to Two C's with a pod. Well, now that we got all the good stuff taken care of off air, I'm literally uh, hoarse from you're the sweating. Yeah, and sweating. My hair's. Are you, are you eating? Are you eating like hot wings over there, man? Like you are, you are very much perspiring. Yeah, no, I, that's a fun show. Maybe we should try to emulate that show. But I can't personally eat buffalo wild, any kind of buffalo sauce. So oh, I would be yeah. even the mildest of sauces. I would be a mess. So. Have you watched uh, that? That thing's pretty funny. No, I haven't watched it. I just remember our our days as high schoolers back when a uh, a certain restaurant that is no longer, yeah, uh, you know, b- back in high school when Hooters was fresh on the scene and uh, everybody was wearing their Hooters more than a mouthful. It was really uh, a classic time. To, it really yeah. said a lot about us and the, the area and just what, yeah. Well, was, you know, I think Hooters really went downhill when they started putting all their restaurants on interstates instead of like in the core of a city. Once that Hooters moved out of 40 Highway location, yeah, it downhill. Just all downhill yeah. from there. Yeah. yeah. They do have delicious wings, though. They did have just the really the A-plus wings. Yeah, they, they're good. Hey, I did something uh, this past weekend that I have not done. I watched a women's basketball game. You well, hold on. We have talked. I know. I did. I did. I I went to a great friend of the show at Living the Dream. You know, he's an Iowa fan. Big Iowa guy. Big Iowa fan. So he lobbed a text out on Friday night about like, "Hey, where are we watching the Iowa game?" Yeah. And so um, didn't have anything going, so joined him. His oh, lovely wife Bree, his sister Sarah, down at uh, Saints, oh, you know, wow. the, the local watering hole here to yeah, uh, I know. You get one of your to watch uh, oh. Iowa and uh, uh, South Carolina. So, yeah. so apparently South Carolina was undefeated, number one team in the country. And I, you know, I was thinking a lot about you actually as I was watching that game because that game reminded me a lot of. Um, Duke UNLV 92 Mm. like remember 91 of course you remember this I don't really mean to bring this up although I enjoy bringing it up that uh you know UNLV beat Duke by 30 yes in the the national championship game and uh and then the following year they'd meet in the final four and it's like oh they're just gonna they're just gonna destroy them again and then you know Duke won the game and they they won the title that year too right like yes yeah so all right. Well, so I was not exactly Duke. Um, no. But, uh, so anyway, I watched the uh, watched the first half there, but we had Annika with us, so we wanted to get home. So I came home and watched the yeah. uh, watched the end of that that game. And um, you know, I, I know a lot of people talk a lot of stuff about Caitlin Clark, and this isn't going to be a Caitlin Clark Angel Reese uh, debate um, because I'm going to get to my point of uh, what I'm here to talk to you about because this yeah. was part of the topic of conversation at that bar. Yeah, but um, I, the most impressive thing that I saw from Caitlin Clark was uh, under ten seconds against South Carolina, she had four free throws to ice the game. I watch a lot of men's basketball, yeah, and I guarantee that there is a good chance in a men's game that one of those free throws gets airballed. Decent chance. Brick. We are not. I, what I can also guarantee you is that we are not making four of those. No. Those four shots barely touched the net, let alone the rim. Like just, whoop, yeah, just right in. So totally. anyway, super impressed. It was awesome. Watched the uh, watched the game on uh, Sunday. Um, watched the first half and then second half. Uh, so it was such a nice day. Went and took a walk. So sadly, I did not see you know. And it was WrestleMania weekend, so there was a lot of John Cena tributes that <laughs> apparently had a lot of people up in arms. Um, <laughs> But it, you know, it was for that. Yeah, yeah, a little WrestleMania. You can't see me. Maybe that's what uh, it was. It was cross marketing. People didn't yeah. realize that. Oh. Yeah, it was a lead in. Yeah, the that's really it was a lead into WrestleMania. Even though John Cena's match was on Saturday, the cross the crossover events are yeah. going to be amazing. Oh, yeah, it's, wrestling, basketball, the basketball yeah. wrestling. Well, I mean, now that WWF and or WWE and oh. UFC are the same company, I mean, right. that's going to be that's going to be incredible. But uh, yeah, anyway, so I, I missed the uh, "You Can't See Me" that uh, apparently has uh, dominated yeah. uh, Twitter. And um, yeah, anyway, so I mean, I think I think I, as I was sharing with you, I think that 
Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese will have a nice rivalry. Um, they're probably behind closed doors. The script writers of the NFL have uh, have gotten into co women's college basketball. Really smart. And they're yeah. like, we need to have a rivalry. We you you have to you know like you have to have uh, you know you got to have protagonists and antagonists in this. And so let's let's create a great story. So I am really looking forward to. I don't know much about women's basketball college basketball um but what i will tell you is i will guarantee you that next year iowa and lsu will be on opposite sides of the bracket yeah zero they, chance they are both in the east no there'll be a lot of interest in making yeah. sure that these teams play and that's great and again well, and they, it's, it's important to have characters in in you of course are going to have some well, roles of villains and roles like you said antagonists some protagonists well, it's like uh, Floyd Mayweather has said, look, half the people are here to see me win. Half the people are here to see me lose. 100% of the people paid. Yes. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, so that's, that's I think, great. And I think if, if a good thing comes out of kind of a, a controversial thing or whatever, it's that, you know, a spotlight gets shown on women's sports. I think when you watch women's sports, in particular, just like you mentioned, with the, the free show, throw shooting, um, it, it does kind of get you back to the game, right? I think we have a tendency with pro sports, male pro sports, whether it be soccer, the, what I love, whether it be basketball, football, baseball, it doesn't matter. In some ways, it has crossed into such a personality-driven thing that you do kind of lose the essence of like the game, right? And how just really cool and beautiful the game can be when done right. And I think you see it so often sometimes in women's sports because they're, they're and, and I see it so often in, in maybe indoor soccer and lower levels of sport because that you, you just know they're playing for a love of the game. You, you know that they're really, again, um not doing it for themselves in a sense and i think that that's like such a nice thing to watch because you ultimately see good teamwork you see good fundamentals you see the things that like again gets lost sometimes when it becomes all about a one star or one thing yeah. um, i don't know if you're following ted lasso right they're dealing with the of course i am yes i'm I not caught you. up i'm not caught up the last thing i, I also i'm, not am caught not. Up. I'm a couple episodes not. tonight i'm a couple episodes no, behind no spoilers. So catch up all right but I think you, we, we're I, we know up. where we're going. Yes, we know where we're going. Yeah, let's not. not. Well, like, I, I guess just to, to like wrap this up and kind of bring it back to, to my point is, first of all, I'm looking forward to the lawsuit that WWE files against uh, LSU yeah. and the, the LSU and the University of Iowa. Um, I'm pretty sure that you yeah. can't see me as uh, is trademarked. <laughs> so uh, looking I'm forward seeing, to that. I'm sure it's not supposed to do it probably at this point, but uh uh well john cena is still a wwe guy he was there he was there saturday night uh so the what this brings me up and it, it kind of leads into what you're talking about with the purity of women's sports and and all of that is uh you know we when we went to high school that we had um some really good basketball players oh, man. that were there that were on the the girls team sure. uh, you know made it to state final fours you know really Great. good um so the, the conversation got brought up Friday night when we got to the bar because they had kind of their Manning cast with um, Sue Bird and um, uh, sorry I'm blanking on the other other name but basically they had a yeah, Manning cast like on um, ESPN two and a great friend of the show at Live in the Dream posed a question to me and I'm going to pose that question to you mm -hmm. all right game of twenty one how many points you scoring against Sue Bird none. I, Same I, answer. Same. Yeah, zero. Uh, if she plays at a at least half or above her, you know, her fullest potential. Does that make sense? Like if she comes out there in heels and like a business suit, I'm maybe get like one miracle shot in. But if she comes out there in like ready to play and even yeah. tries in this much, I score zero. She scores twenty one within, I mean seconds. Sec so like, I, I think yeah. I told you that uh, back in the day, 
uh, used to uh, go play at the 6 a.m. game up at the 24-hour fitness. Yeah. And uh, there was a former professional WNBA. Yeah, yeah uh, ballers. Yeah, ballers. Rookie, rookie, rookie of the baller. year uh, right. that, that played up there. Um, anyone, anyone around town knows who I'm talking about. I'm not going to mention her name. But, dude, anytime she wanted to score, she scored. Anytime she wanted to pick a pocket, she picked a pocket. She was up there really kind of staying in shape, running up and down. But anytime, I mean anytime, there is a there is a very different level of being a professional at something versus uh, the scrubby dub dubs that uh, might have made the. Uh, Let me tell you a story about this particular person because, um, and again, I won't get into too much specifics because it works perfect with this. We had a assembly at school. Okay, now this person happens to be someone who works in schools now. Okay, I feel okay saying that. <clears throat> and this person, WNBA player. And the funniest thing, next to me, a lady who I work with, um, she's from California, moved, moved pretty recently here. Like, and so I had told her, like, seriously, I know that she said she's in the WNBA, and like, I know, but like, she is one of the best basketball players I've ever seen in my life. Like, you know, so, so good. So we have an assembly. So we get, so there's, there's, they're doing a little shooting competition. Okay. With the students and her and, and other, and other staff and other staff. Let me just be clear too. her and other staff. <clears throat> she gets out there or sorry, other staff gets out there. Students get out there. All the, all the other staff garbage. Okay, I mean they're shooting threes, miss, 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 miss. I think <laughs> one one staff guy made like one. Okay, same with the students because you always know there's like one student. Like we we went around, we were around some of these type of kids, you know, that like there's still there's one student like that too, right? So all the other students going up there, brick, 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 miss, miss, miss. One student though, who's our like stud baller. He's like a football, he's a football quarterback, stud baller in basketball. He goes up there, he makes like two out of three. So they're kind of going around the arc. Well, this player, WNBA player, teacher, she makes two out of three. So they then compete together, right? Okay, so they have like a, just you won the students, you won the teachers, let's, let's compete. So they're shooting around and everything's going okay. And it's pretty even. They say, well, we, we got to have a tiebreaker here. We got to have something. And so they decide, okay, so student shoots it, finally misses. WNBA player not only shoots a three, walks to the paint of basically a half-court shot <laughs> in front of all of, again, all the, the entire sixth, seventh, and eighth graders everywhere cheering, you know, again, all the pressure of, of a school, I guess, when you're in WNBA, I'm sure, again, it's not nothing. She sinks it, dude. Sinks it in front of everyone, again, from the paint. Not from like, oh, this kid just hit a three like or missed a three. Like, ah, uh, you know, she like wanted to almost like miss it. Almost like I almost like she made it harder for herself and then just absolute nothing destroyed but destroyed his hopes and dreams absolute kid probably <laughs> again will never touch a basketball again he will quit sports but what i hope he realizes and what men i think importantly need to realize is that there is a level there's a level of athlete that i that is genderless okay that is genderless that when you get to a professional level of some of these sports, it your the, your gender makes no difference. If you are Joe Schmo off the street, you cannot compete with with women at the highest level. So that that <laughs> reminded me that I thought that I it thought it would be fun to see whether we how many of these feats we Love think it. we could do. So yeah, um, we'll go you and me we're pretty, and. We're we're pretty humble guys. I would say this yeah. is probably not. We really need like one of these. We need our good friend, you know, a uh, uh, fake yeah. prince of fake Phil. Yeah, we can we can summon him. Uh, <laughs> but you know, you, me, and maybe the average American. Okay, well, so okay. let's yeah, let's, Mer American let's, male, average perfect. male. Okay, <clears throat> so this was one that I stole from the uh, New Heights podcast. Uh, it's okay. warmed up here. Um, gain one yard in the in an NFL game. I saw this and I no okay no no uh, I man I gotta uh, I don't know I think I could man QB sneak I think I could I think I could QB sneak it I think I could get a yard on a dive you know you get those bodies in there Q 
Because because the thing is, is to gain a yard in the NFL, realistically, the offensive line's doing the work. Like the offensive line gets a good push. You know, now I do agree with the Kelsey's that, you know, I'm probably not going to try to bounce it outside. <laughs> like, Dude, I think you got to get up in there, get behind your, your center and your guard and just kind of burrow in there. We have to do – if you do the Jalen Hurts-Philadelphia Eagles play, then absolutely. That's very, very doable. Um, I, I think what to me, like, I just don't find that to be really a good question, I guess, ultimately because of that, if that makes sense. Because to me, what I see it more as is more of could you as a running back, if, if, like in a normal situation, take a handoff, take a normal handoff. Okay. And go from because you're three yards back then, right? Too like you're kind of two or three yards behind the line of scrimmage when you get the ball, right? And then you got to make it one yard forward. That's the scenario that to me that like so, becomes impossible for me and you. So, so you're quarterback so you're thinking team, like, okay, I'm gonna, all right, we're gonna line up first and ten under center, shotgun, whatever, whatever the case is. I'm gonna take a pitch. I'm gonna take a handoff. To you get know, one yard to get Not one yard. No, because I already got to go like three yards to get one, right? Yeah. And my speed level is so slow and so. Well, let's let's take you at your prime. Like I don't okay. think forty. I don't think forty-six year old us are doing Fair. any of these things. My prim- at your prime. I played. Listen, soccer has eleven positions. Okay, ten of them run their ass off. One of them stands. I chose the one position that stands because I hated running. I was never fast not fast enough in that sense like I I'm never I don't know that I'm slow even in my prime but I also know that at an NFL level I I just couldn't get and I also want to think I want you to think about what we we are discounting okay we are discounting the fear that is going to be in our hearts in our minds and in our bodies that we are going to be demolished okay well, so yeah that's that that was kind of the point that they brought up. It's like, hey, you might be able to get the yard, but I don't. Well, here's this. Okay, could you get the yard and hold on to the ball? Because I think that most people they might get the yard, but like, you know, like they were talking blow about the like, whistle. It's the blow the whistle play. We have talked about it. Sometimes blow the whistle, blow the whistle. Like you, you if, would just that to me would be the biggest concern. We've sat there on the field. We've been on the field and watched warmups, right? And where where to me the courage that it would take to take a punt. I wouldn't even the idea that these massive men with pads and helmets are running as fast as they can to to physically and they want to hurt me like they would be great they're great with hurting me like that's actually they probably sat there and talked about how they're going to knock my head off and that's what I got to catch the ball and then run for I got to run at them I'm not going to run away from them which is every instinct in your human brain says danger danger run the other way and you have to fight all that and run forward there's no way for me a normal handoff i will say that it's quarterback sneak yes the jalen hurts play i could be pushed forward by other human beings other big massive and, humans. Then, and then fall down and, and yeah, fall. Hey, got Flip the ball, run, run off to the sideline immediately <laughs> good. Hey, good. Did it, Andy. And i did then, it i did it well, you mentioned you mentioned soccer, and uh, you okay. know you're you're pretty good goalie in in high school. Uh, you went went on to play a little college. Fair enough, hundred percent. Uh, so let me ask you something: five penalty kicks against an an MLS player, just average MLS player, not the best, not the worst, just an MLS player. How many are you stopping? See, you can get one. You gonna get one. Is- this is tougher for not, me. Not 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 buddy like airmailing it over. Yeah, no, you know I get I mean? he's not gonna airmail it. You know, he's not gonna it's not gonna go wide. I mean, I'm talking I have there, to guess. So there's two so there's two scenarios here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One is you you have to there's a guessing game that's involved right. with taking penalty kicks. And when you essentially are playing a guessing game. Part of you says that then that allows you to then have a chance, right? Because that says that you guess right and you move the right direction. So part of me is like, I one. Now, if you're talking about the best penalty kick nope, takers just in the world, average average MS, MLS so I guy, I get average. One of, I, I could, I think, I could guess right and then dive appropriately because that's the second piece. 
The second piece would then be, okay, I've guessed right. Can I get over there in time? Because you technically aren't supposed to be moving a whole lot and at least off the line until they kick it, right? So you can move across the line, but you can't move forward, right? Yeah. So it's a tiny piece too. So like you gotta have a level of athleticism to get over and dive. There's technique pieces that are involved when it comes to that. Like, so part of me goes, because I know the techniques, I could guess right, I could get one out of five from an average MLS player. If you're talking about, and Messi is a decent example, just to throw it out there because most people know of him or Ronaldo or somebody like that. Like I very probably goes back down to zero out of five because the velocity of what they take, how hard they kick it, the placement of where they kick it. it it's I probably yeah, I think that's the, you know, as we kind of talk about all of these, like what we look at this stuff on TV and it really kind of, like over the weekend too, like I had a little Monday morning quarterbacking on a different scenario. And <clears throat> it was something that I believe that I'm an expert in. Yeah. And was approached by somebody who I believe is not an expert in something. And, you know, they were sharing with me their philosophies and opinion. And it was just like, uh-huh, yeah, awesome, man. Uh-huh, yeah, great. You know, in the back of my mind, it's like, you have no fucking clue what you're talking about. Like, right. you know, like, uh, yeah, it's super easy to, it's it's super easy to say, oh, why did James Bradbury hold Juju Smith-Schuster? But in the moment of the game, you know, Absolutely. why why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? It, you know, oh versus like it's so so easy to say that after the results in, versus saying, you know, uh, why the why the Bengal push Mahomes you in the AFC Championship game? If there's any you know, Eagles fans mad at Bradbury, then they're silly. They're ridiculous. Listen, I think I, they're all mad at they're all mad at Juju. I know. All right, all right so here's one. Uh, you know, for me, a little bit. Good. Um, you know, you play a little tennis in high school. Yeah, decent as as my as my guy Matt Campbell might say, I was decent, better oh, than average. You. Oh, you are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you yeah, are yeah, great tennis yeah. player. Yeah. Yeah. No, decent, better than average. No, I don't know about great, but um, so you know, it got me to thinking. Like, I wonder if I could return a serve. Call it, say, the sixty fifth ranked tennis player. You know, somebody that's they're going to tournaments. They're not getting very far. Obviously, uh, an incredible. Yeah skilled tennis player but not you know yeah, like Nadal not not Serena yeah, Williams. right not not number one not ranked not a, not a name that you would know just somebody that yeah. you know on the tour you know like could I return a serve okay. against that person when you say return then this means back in, back in, in play in play. play okay like I'm not even talking about like win a game like yeah. I would I would imagine that it would be 6060 easy i think it like, should be it, right, it should like, be and but you're again not that you're a bad player it's just that a yeah, professional player like, should be look, too. i played high school i didn't even like make whatever district sectionals i didn't make any of that stuff so you know man i, I think you catch me in an honest moment and i'm probably like yeah that thing's just because again it goes back to they're gonna place it right on the t every time and it's hauling ass and it's gonna be fast I, mean, I think they hit their first serve in. The question then becomes, and that's what's tricky with tennis, right? I don't know if the second or first one's easier to hit. The second the, one's coming in all curvy. The, the second one's, one's generally one's easier to hit because it's slower, and yeah. they're they're giving themselves on a second serve. You're giving yourself the margin of error. Right. On the first serve, you're trying to paint lines essentially. You're trying to hammer it. Right, so too. I think I'm going to say that I think I would be able to do it. I would be able to return a serve, and here's what I think would happen: is I think that. I'm a lefty. Okay. So that's helpful. I think that they would put the serve on the T right down the middle. And I think that I would have the racket and I would do, be able to take like the step and I would get the racket on the ball. Right. Now here's, here's what would happen is that ball would go up. It would not go, it would go up really high and then yeah. it would land like maybe five feet from the net it would bounce up and then i think they would crush it 
this is the scenario. They would, they would crush it and then it would stick into the fence because they hit it so hard. And it would be like one you would you would almost have you wouldn't even be try, like at that point you would be dodging it. You would be hoping it wasn't hitting you. Like you just right. Right. You would be using your racket to, as a defense of like okay, if it hits this, it's not gonna hurt my face. <laughs> I, again, I this is the scenario that yeah to me like this is what. And we saw, okay, so this scenario kind of came up when they had the Battle of the Sexes way back in the day, right? When you had, so that had two two kind of um, <clears throat> components to it, right? You had a pro tennis player against a dude who's not a pro tennis player, and then you had the male-female aspect of it. And Billie Jean King destroyed him, you know, absolutely. Now, I think he did, he, he very similarly to you, I think in some ways in that scenario, did relatively well you know in the sense got a few points here and there maybe won a game or two but overall got smoked because ultimately you're playing whether they're again we talked with this concept of genderless situations like unless you are a pro you will get smoked by a woman pro you know and i i think in this scenario too whether and it's also if you're playing even the lowest level of tennis pro if you are just a average slash above average player, you know, played a little in high school and might play here and there to keep fit, you you will get pretty much smoked. Again, you may get the ball over the net a couple Mighty times, one. and you're thrilled, and you're thr like when you do that, like you're like, I got, yes, I got, I got right. one, got to got to return, got to return. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so you um, you were a pretty good, pretty good baseball player once upon a time. Yeah, you know, I mean. Varsity up there at uh, William Christmas High School. Level of no, I didn't play varsity baseball. Not baseball. Junior varsity. JV baseball. JV baseball as a freshman. I did play pretty early JV baseball. I peaked, uh, man. I peaked. You know how you peak early. You peaked. You peaked. Peak. Yeah, little, You're like, uh, man, you killed it as a freshman what? on JV. We're gonna keep you a sophomore. <laughs> Wait, you know, listen, man. You two years. Let's just keep consistent. Let's keep yeah. you junior on JV, and then it was kind of like, well, I know. We I really we. Were, Really need that junior leadership on junior JV. You know, you've three years varsity junior, and then I didn't just want to be one of those like charity seniors. So I could have probably played varsity only because I. It, does because that make you were a senior? They wouldn't let you. <laughs> back in the day, they won't. They won't let you play JV as a senior. Like, Bro. Uh, so do you think? Uh, and this is kind of twofold, and I don't know if the second one's as fair, just because like we don't really have the experience here. But could you make contact against a major league pitcher? No, I I'm pretty confident that that no. It'd be three three weak ass like for me it would be three weak ass swings and I'd be walking back to the dugout just glad that they didn't come in high and tight. It's John Cruck against Randy Johnson in the All Star game if you remember when when the unit came in and he was young and he was throwing like one ten it was like and John Cruck got up there he just put his bat kind of out there and was like, like see you later yeah. I'm out like I'm right exactly so that would be. Now, I would be happy yeah. again that I, if I was able to stand up there and look kind of confident and take like a real swing, and that would that would yeah. feel good to me. And, and by the way, when I say when I say make contact, I also mean like not like foul it off or anything. I mean like put it in. Oh, the no, no, no. I don't think I could foul yeah. it off. I personally do not think I would as a. Because that wasn't, I mean, let's be honest, I was uh, I was one of those uh, defensive replacement players. Uh, I was one of those guys you brought in, you know, after. Brought him in for, the, for the, the glove and the speed. Exactly. The glove. <laughs> somebody help him get well, on. Right, exactly. I was All right, here's guy. what we're going to do. We're going to have him get on base. Somebody going to get on base. We're going to have him run for him. Then we'll have him go in defense. Pinch runner, pinch runner I killed it. Um, yes, and I was the glove yeah, we ain't getting We ain't getting back around to him in the lineup, so. Yeah, so that wasn't my specialty to begin with. So if you said to me, so if the question then became, could you field a major league grounder and throw it to first and get a guy out? I do think I could do that. I do think that I've probably seen – you can only hit a ball so hard. And I think I well, feel like – Well, I also I, think – I think the harder the ball's hit, the easier it is to throw him out at first. So there's advantages and stuff that should be the cleaner the bounce too in some ways. Yeah. Like as long as you get a nice clean hop and like yes, I really think I I think me and you both could probably feel the grounder in the major league base. Now what we all of this stuff that we discount and I talked to this with my uh, students earlier today or or yesterday or something. I, I was talking about how to me we discount the pressure of the fans yeah right and we discount that piece that when you've got so many people watching you like if you put it if you put me in in a major 
I was playing major league shortstop, but there were no fans. And it was just like in a, in a spring training game and we're just practicing that I'm feeling pretty good. If you put me out in Kaufman in front of 35,000 people, like I, I, because to me, that's what I said. I, we were talking about that little competition in basketball. I said, kids, for me, I would have just been happy if I didn't airball or brick it. Right. I would have been thrilled if I hit the rim because that would, I would have been so nervous. Oh there. man, it rattled out. It huh? rattled out. It rattled out. Oh man. man. Oh, yeah. Oh, usually uh, I make those. Yeah. I feel like Michael Scott in the basketball game. I make those all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, I just think the pressure of having so many people watch you is something that only the elite people, that's, that's the kind of the next level well, of life. I, you can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't have the head that allows you to get so focused in that you can tune out the fact that thousands of people are watching you, they're watching you on TV, they're going to judge you, they're going to talk. We're talking about these two college students, right? That like they, they're they just ball players that just played basketball, they talked a little smack, and now they're like a national story. So like I think that has to be all in people's heads when they're playing pro sports. Well, I also think too that I mean you're obviously going to work your way up, right? So any if you were to take you know average Joe like us and just drop us into a major league stadium or something, the moment's way too big. But you know if you're playing, yes, you know coaches pitch and then Division One, Division Two, high school ball, tournament play, you're moving up, you're moving up varsity, then you go get into college and maybe you're D one in college or you know that type of stuff. Then yeah, I mean the crowds are just going to get bigger. You know, as you as you move along, and so it's not like all of a sudden you go from playing uh, you know, pee, pee wee football to getting dropped into seventy five thousand people. But these are kind of the scenarios we're talking about, though. In some ways, yeah, just kind of like, the, can well, you could you just pop in and do these what 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 seems yeah. like a very simple thing in for an athlete, a pro athlete, could average Joe Schmo do it? All right, so college softball pitcher. I, I'm not even going to – no chance. Zero chance. Less chance than I had against the major league. Yeah, the, ba- the baseball. Yeah, because, you know, your reaction time, actually, the reaction time of uh, college Base- softball is much less than Dude, uh, baseball. I so, have no idea how and, they hit the ball. I have no idea how they hit the ball. Also, and, and this is probably a gender thing that we played baseball. I mean, we're not used to seeing the ball go up. There. Like, I don't know if you ever saw the – I don't know if you saw the picture, uh, the footage of uh, Drew Butera when uh, Paige Parker was warming up down in the uh, the bullpen. She was going to throw the first pitch out at, at a Royals game. Mm-hmm. Um, put him on his ass because the ball's coming at a you know it's not like Paige Parker's throwing any harder than oh. a major league player, but just the way the ball's coming, like there's a ton, there's so many different yeah. angles. There's just no, so great point is that we aren't used to hitting in that way. Like yeah. we at least have the advantage in baseball that we've been at, we've gone to the batting cages. We've bat, we've, we've actually seen pitching pitch that way. Whereas in softball, if we've seen softball, we've seen slow pitch softball, which in some ways is right. worse. that makes it worse for us now because that's, that's worse. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, the reaction is – yeah. All right, just a couple more of these before we get out of here, all right? Um, could you land a punch against a professional boxer? No. No, I no. we've boxed, and I know we don't want to share yeah. stories. We no, got, no, you, you won. No, you won. Okay. You won. But we've, but we've had lots – Still looking for my rematch. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, that's not what I want. 40 years later, baby. I'm a punch-and-run guy. I'm a punch-and-run guy. 30 years later, baby. The, run it back. It's like Top Gun. Top Gun <laughs> and Top Gun 2, 30 years no, later, baby. No Maverick. No Maverick <laughs> for this, for me. But no, like – um. I, no. And again, I think that, again, the, the fear level of understanding that it, me swinging a punch means that I am risking taking a punch, which is – Yeah, so, I saw this uh, – I saw this thing where it was uh, lady boxers and it was one of those things where it was like, who made this match? Like they came out, the bell rang and this one girl came out. I mean, and she just, just, I mean, her punches went right through this girl's defense. I mean, she had nothing for her, man. I mean, it was like, yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm right there with you, buddy. I am, uh, I am getting zero. (laughs) I'm no getting question. zero. <laughs> yeah. Punch, could I punch. defend my the other question could be could you defend yourself? Like, could you could you yeah. last 30 seconds even without getting knocked out? You know, yeah. Like, I, I, I think that I think 
some of the impact of take like if you had your hands up i think a they're breaking your defense like they're probably Correct. punching hard enough to break your defense or you're going to take like a shot to the you're going to take a shot to your elbow that's going to reverberate into your rib and you're going to just be like you know what i'm just gonna go ahead and take a knee exactly even if you defend yourself perfectly if you're yeah. punching against a real boxer and they've hit you it is going to hurt plenty and you are going to want to give up immediately yes i would well, think. how many uh how many of those standing eight counts can i get <laughs> <laughs> you got you gotta make it through 30 seconds and yeah. i don't think at the end is how can many I get, four yeah, yeah four. i can get four so really i got to do six well so again you know just the the precision um there's a story of since we're just coming out of wrestlemania season a few years back uh floyd mayweather fought the big show at wrestlemania and uh, you know, so big show, seven foot four. Floyd Mayweather's what 147 pounds where he fought normal, at most of the time. Guy, but right. So. And the spot was that Floyd would break the would basically break the big show's nose. And the uh the backstore backstage story is the big show said, Okay, as soon as you hit me. You got to understand that I'm a seven foot four giant and I'm going to see red. You need to get out of the ring. And um, they said, so he said when Floyd broke his nose, he barely felt the punch that he hit him so clean and pure. He broke his nose so clean that it just snapped. And then of course he's a giant. He saw red and he chased him, right. chased him out. And then Shane McMahon had to like try to stop him and all that stuff. But it's, the precision and how Floyd could hit. And Chris Jericho said the same thing about uh, Mike Tyson, that he had this thing where he would push, he pushed Tyson and Tyson was going to throw a punch. And he said that that punch was so fast and grazed him so little that he barely felt it. And just the precision that those guys have. Right. So, you yeah, know, so I mean, you can't, because you can't protect your head and your gut. At the same time, yeah. I mean, it's impossible to do, right? So, right. You, last, uh, last one I have for you, and man, I, I debate about this one. Okay, but I, I, you know, I just, I don't know. I think the moment will be too big for me. All right, one lap, full speed, full field, not like by yourself, full field NASCAR race. You make it around, or you wreck. <laughs> yeah, you know, so like you're oh. at the date, you're at the Daytona 500. There's 39 other cars. Dude, Full I speed. no, I wreck. I wreck you think fast. You wreck? I'm a bad. I, I, here's what I'd say. I, I think it's important to. Again, we all have strengths. You know, we some of you know, and I think it's important. Some you should have some. It's important to have strengths in recognizing your weaknesses. And I don't. I don't think I'm a great driver. I don't. I don't. I think oftentimes it may get over. You know, kind of over exaggerated that I'm not a good driver, but I just, I, so I think there's two levels. I don't think I'm a great normal driver. I don't think I'm very bad. I just don't think I'm great. And then, so if you put me then in a car where, right, I've got to make it through these other cars, I've got to go. Well, I mean, you can be like, and I'd be going like, so the question then becomes, you would have to, like, yes, you would have to like be going like 200 miles an hour, however fast those cars go. That's, 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 that's the thing. I but, could. Like you couldn't, like, you couldn't just like be like, okay, uh, let's say you're starting middle of the pack. All right, we're gonna start you middle of the pack. You couldn't be like, hey, everybody, just go around me, and then you you drive this thing like 85 around the track. Yeah, no, like you gotta be, like a night still, like right when yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, you I'm, gotta you gotta like keep up. Now you no. can lose position, but you gotta like if this you start 15th, you can't just like let yourself go to the back. Yeah, no, this and, you know, is and then be behind one. everybody. No, I, I, again, if you take all those things aside, if you say, hey, you got to be a real racer for one lap, then there's absolutely no way. If, if I can be the, either the granny in the back or <laughs> somehow like I can be so far ahead of the other dudes that like they don't ever catch me up and I can still go like only like 100 maybe tops around there. I think we also probably, and that's one of the things that I think we go okay well yeah I, dr I drive all the day i drive today i yeah. drove on i-70 today i went pretty fast like i think what we don't realize is how much faster that 100 miles well, so basically if you're driving if you're driving on i-70 you're going roughly half the speed that 
you would be going and in the same traffic by the way in the same traffic you're going roughly half the speed that you would be going like on an interstate <laughs> and i want to be careful because i'm i like i i want to it's, it's always a tricky thing because like nascar dudes get like i think they get defensive in that like athlete piece of like and i'm sure you know I don't want to discount what they do either, you know, because it is what, but it's a tricky thing because so much of it is the car, you know? So those sports are kind of always interesting, but what I but will you have to be able to control that car too. Do, you don't see, I mean, let's be honest and I'm not neither was maybe, but definitely me. I'm not a light person. Okay. But what you don't see is like heavy set race car drivers. You just don't. And so you kind of go, well, why? I mean, there's, so there's one reason is you got to fit in the car, right? I mean, that's kind of part well, of it. And they don't even have doors. They don't have doors. You it's can't open the door. Tight. You gotta. But I, what we, I, what we don't realize is how much physical endurance it takes. Probably sure, right. Yeah. That's the other piece. Now we're only doing one lap, so you know that takes did that part see, out. Uh, did you see the NASCAR guy a few weeks ago that got a garage penalty? You know what a garage penalty is in NASCAR? Basically, you got to take your car into the garage. So like you're pretty much screwed because right. nascar wants to inspect something or whatever there's something on your car that they want to inspect so this guy got a garage penalty instead of just going to the garage you know what he did he put her in park on the starting line wow <laughs> put her in park on the starting line walked out like I'm, I'm watching all this stuff like not live but like see the highlights Dude, it looked like something straight out of a kenny Powers show like this guy had the kenny powers like hair and mullet and it's like it's man that would be such a kenny power thing i was looking at my list man and i i have one thing on here that uh that i haven't asked you um now you know i think again i want to say back in our prime okay all right um you never I like really that. i like that you're assuming we had a prime i mean let's most yeah, the, know us here, so hopefully the, yeah. the peak so. right when we were al bundy scoring uh four yeah. four touchdowns Polk high. Um, all right. Uh, starting tomorrow, the Masters. Uh, the Masters is on. Okay. If I, you, you don't have to get there, but if I take a golf ball and I put it, you can put it anywhere on the 18th green, five foot away from the hole. Could you make the putt? No. Five, five footer. Tell me the scenario, though. Okay, so just, so it's like basically like tomorrow, Thursday, first day. Um, I, fans are in gallery's there. Yeah, gallery's right. there. Um, no, no, not, not Sunday where everybody that's in the every patrons there. I'm talking about like you know just Thursday. People are going to camp out. They're going to follow some groups around, but a lot of people are just going to camp out at 18 uh, or you know various holes throughout wherever they can. No. You're not making it. I three putt that thing. <laughs> and yeah, because, the first one goes ten feet past. Oh, I literally <laughs> double. You put it in the water. Hundred <laughs> percent, double what the length of the original putt was with the first shot. Then get back to the original putt, and then maybe make that that third attempt at this the putt. Because again, I, I people watching, I think golf is such a a mental game it's such a very precise game that it goes back to what we talked about even with boxing like the precision that it takes that like these dudes they play every day every, they it's such a mechanical muscle memory thing that like i get up there and i i'm wobbling i'm shaking i'm you know like i'm no i i miss it poorly i want to say i want to say yes I want to say, okay. yes, I could make a five-foot putt. I want to say you could, too. I feel but more confident. Then, <laughs> but then I think about myself as uh, three or four weeks ago playing miniature golf <laughs> with the girls down at Panama City Beach, and we roll up to a hole, and they got one of them volcano, Ooh. those volcano miniature Classic. golf, and I'm sure. like, man, I'm just going to take the max on this. I'm either getting a one or max. Like there's no in between on those volcano holes. Um, and so I'm thinking like, okay, I'm going to, I can't make it on a volcano hole, but I can make it at number 18 on Augusta. Like, man, I want to say I can, but, uh, you know, I can't. So I guess, uh, yeah, man, final question for you is, um, you know, I don't know about you, but I tend to, um, I tend to hide all of my payments to uh, strippers and porn stars through uh, 
campaign fund fundraising yeah, activities cash, cash payments um, do, you, do you think you could get away with <laughs> hiding this money like last question you know as a professional could we could we hide the payments that we make to strippers as hush money nda type things yeah, i don't know look man all i are. I gotta be honest with you, man. I, I know that uh, it's an unfair question. I just had to bring it up because uh, I actually like saw some news that our former president was indicted yesterday. And I, I'd heard- you know, Our I, former president, like- B, You and me. Let's call it yeah. B. B our, our. Like, okay, okay. You're American. Go ahead. You live in the United States of America. Andy, yes, go keep he was going. President of the United States. I know. Anyway, okay. No, I got, I got no further, I got no further lines of questioning. I was just trying to get a rile out of you because, I, I love uh, it. and that's a great point. And because and I don't think, like, well, what, let me like, let me just finish what I was going to say is because like I had actually been hearing that this guy, uh, if you listen to Twitter, I'd actually been hearing this guy's going to be arrested for like the last, I don't know, like seven eight years, and then you know it was kind of like wait, no wait, he, they actually did. Like they actually did arrest him, like you know, a little anticlimactic. It yeah, is. I mean, it's, and it's also interesting that this is the thing. I think that's been kind of part of the, the discussion. Has been kind of like, man, old boy did a lot of wild stuff, and this is the thing that that old boy is getting in trouble for. Like that's a weird thing. Now, I think there's lessons involved in that, right? I mean, let's be honest. Like, you gotta be careful with that hush money, and when you're talking about porn stars and strippers and things, like this is the things that takes down big dudes. I mean, it is a weird thing, but this is the thing that happens. Um, I think. Tell me about it. It's always yeah, yeah, exactly. it's hard, Tell right, me exactly. about it. <laughs> yeah. So no, I I think the funny thing is is that it's not it's not funny. It's really in some ways kind of sad. Um, is no no we we couldn't get away with it. Um, and and there's two levels of why we couldn't get away with it. Well, one, one your mom works for the IRS, so Mary Campbell's all all over your taxes. Then I'm gonna say there's three. <laughs> That's, I didn't think about she's that all, one. She's all over your taxes. That's a good she's one, saying. though. Thank you for that reminder. <laughs> so if I wanted to think of this plan. Um, one of them is um, are incredibly smart and um, astute and, and, and curious and, and are very smart wives, if that makes sense. Yeah. That it does take a level of either just blindness or a, on purposefully buying this to not see some of these behaviors and some of these things, if that makes sense. So that's, that's one, if we're trying to get like, if we're trying to get away from it, from our wives and no, both of us have way too smart and way too capable of wives to, to fool in that way. Um, if we could fool the public, I don't, the other piece would be, I don't, the good thing I guess about us is that we wouldn't have to, you know, I mean, again, like that's, I guess the nice thing about not being president is that if for some reason you need to pay off, some strippers and some porn stars, you know, like the good news is there's no paparazzi or media or anybody that's going to yeah, really I don't know how anybody famous could get away with anything. The attempt is money. And so that's the piece is right. You go, you say to yourself, well, if I have 30 grand that I can just give this doorman to say, Hey bro, you didn't see this gal and you didn't see that baby. She just walked out of here. Well, with. you know, like, I mean, you know, they were, they were sneaking girls in through the side door of the, uh, the white house for JFK. Listen, you know, it, both yeah, parties so, I mean, have folks that have done very well. Uh, no, I'm I, I wasn't making a, a party reference. I was just saying that you know, but but all I'm saying is that like back in the day where like with JFK and even Bill Clinton, um, like everywhere now is like like you know the whole stuff with like uh, you know Tiger Woods back even back with Tiger and Elon. Like you, you would think that at some point, man, it just comes out like everybody's a reporter. There's cameras everywhere. There's, you know, TMZ is, you know, they got eyes and ears everywhere. I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it's I didn't mean to, it, I, I was just, uh, like I said, I was just, uh, I just brought the it up, moxie man. it takes. I mean, it does take a level of, of confidence to the point of like, and, and let's be honest, like some of these folks have been successful by having that level of confidence in themselves. And so what that ends up doing is kind of clouding so much of what they do that to the point where they feel like they can do anything, you know? And there's always a line, like I always tell my kids, you know, in class, like there'll be a lot of people tell you not, never give up. Listen, there's some things you should give up. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, listen, there's some well, things- Well, like, yeah, do. I mean, I, I just think that it, 
I don't know if I was, if, if you're famous, I think it's just probably becomes harder and harder. Um, so uh, on, uh, these, uh, these questions that I asked you, um, did these spring any that you wanted to ask me? Got any, oh my any gosh. specific, uh, no, I put you on the spot there. No, um, but, um, uh, wow, this, that, that, that's a really good one. I was kind of I'm, looking through like sports and stuff like that. And I, you know, I kind of got through the, the major no, stuff. Like, I don't I'm, know. I was so glad to hear. I, I think the biggest thing for me that I hear all the time, I think the biggest, the biggest thing is, is the female thing that I think ultimately is, is so hard for dudes sometimes, you know, to admit. And I don't yeah, know why. You hear it. For some reason you hear some dude that was really good in high school. You know, oh, I was all, I was all district. I was all conference. I was all this, whatever. And they think that suddenly that they're better than a professional or even a, a high level college. Player. Now, maybe, maybe somebody that a dude that played in college, a dude that was really, really good in high school or, or something like that could maybe get a point or two against Suburb, maybe get a point or two. But they're not winning that game. They cannot win that game, man. They cannot win that game, and they're physical. And yes, of course, men and women have different physical, you know, attributes. But understand that your size works against you at times. Like Sue Bird runs around you because of your size. You know, like okay, you're muscling her up when you want to take her in the post. But then also, like she she shoots. She never touches you really because right. well, also she's like men, around like in in basketball, men are playing. How do I, how do I say this? Men are playing a more above the rim game. Mm -hmm. Women are playing under the rim. So the shiftiness that they would have, because they're not going to just jump over you, right? <laughs> right? Like they're not. You're not going to get posterized no. by, uh, you know. So they're shifty, man. They're gonna they're gonna get their shots off because they're gonna understand the angles. So. Anyway, man, this was uh, this was fun. I think yeah. that we uh, I think we fancy ourselves as fantastic athletes. It just proved that we are not in uh, many We're respects. Humble, that, humble uh, athletes, man. Just be humble. It's okay. Yeah, I'm gonna you know, go. Like I'm gonna go work on my five footers because I think that with enough practice that you can sink a five footer at Augusta. But what I'm gonna do is at, at my local muni here, I'm gonna like just hire a bunch of extras to just stand there while I'm on the putting green. Golf yeah, club they, and like they just gotta stand and, there. Yeah. Well, they only have one line. Yeah. Get in the hole. Get that's the hole. Yeah. And that's then, all like, I ever hear in golf. Like what I want to do is like get over the ball, and then like just raise up. Put your damn phone away. You know, just get irate that yeah, you yeah, know somebody totally, is somebody totally. coughs, somebody clears their throat. Just get irate and try to uh, yeah try to get them ejected. Do you see Kyrie got uh, some fans ejected because they kept yelling at him that the Earth was round? It's hilarious. <laughs> Amazing. All right, man. Well, hey, uh, I'm going to catch up with you later. Uh, just remember, as you're walking through the halls of your school and stuff like that, please, under no circumstances, give anyone the you can't see me sign. Really, really seems to trigger a lot of people. Um, so just no you can't see me, no deuces. Just limit the trash talk, okay? This. Please promise me. Thank you. I, I appreciate promise. it. Always fun, man. Talk to you later. Great. All right.